Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are... Brian as Jack Whiteside. I wonder if I could get some good fishing done while I'm here. Gabe is Roy Arroyo. I can't believe I missed a Blue Oyster Cult concert for this. Matt as Rocky Arroyo. When you're putting up those lost brain posters, Declan, don't forget to mention that there's a $5 reward for the information leading to the brain. That's five whole dollars. Are those pounds? How many ounces in a pound? Well, welcome, players. How is everybody doing tonight? Fantastic. I learned what a euro is today, so (laughs) pretty good. Well, you know what they say, you Brexit, you broke it. Oh, thanks, Theresa May. All right. Well, we're going to take a moment to look at some recent iTunes reviews. (gasps) And if I have read these previously, I apologize, but uh, I found these four sort of lurking in the background, and hopefully I have not read them. We'll find out. First up, we have Best Cthulhu Game Yet by That Cowboy in the UK. They say, if you love Cthulhu, then you'll love this. A great bunch of players, and the adverts are hilarious and brilliantly themed and made by the cast. Hashtag, please sponsor us. The storyline is amazing and very captivating. I can't wait to see where it's going. The Keeper of Arcane Lore has some tricks up his sleeve, and I can't wait until they are revealed. If you also like screen doors, then this one's for you. (laughs) I like those. Next up, we have one called Fun Call of Cthulhu by lp.uk.84, who is from the UK, and they say, Awesome Call of Cthulhu podcast with a nice balance of humor and horror. So what happened to the first UK, the first 83 UK LPs? Did you, did you have to kill them off to get that, that name? or They absorbed them. Oh, jeez. Oh, that makes sense. Next up, we have Henry Haster from USA says, Join the cult. It's better than sex. S-E-C-T-S. Sex. Ooh, I don't know about that. And he says, Lock the screen door, reheat the leftover taco fish, and crack open a boomstick brew. It's time for the hilariously horrifying hijinks of the Lovecraft tapes. Best podcast ever. Though I may be a bit biased since me and the podcast have officially been dating since the Q&A, don't worry, I don't mind sharing. I prefer my taco fish cold. but I didn't want to say this here live, but um, you might want to get tested. I know we've only been dating since the Q&A, but... That's right, the Q&A might itch a little bit after the fact. It's not the itching so much as the pus. Actually, I picked up a few of them from the Q&A, so you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> That's how we're starting our show. And finally, by our old buddy Milkamix from Turkey, says, Best one yet. Been listening to a lot of actual play, including the big ones like Critical Hit and MU, but this show is really something else. Just the right amount of funny mixed with good thrills. The various nice little segments like short stories and quote-unquote commercials are well-written and a testament to the creative talent of the team. What makes it truly great, though, is the delivery, awesome performances from the players and the GM. Watched the whole thing in a week and now waiting for more. Well, we're done. We wanted to announce it, but... Yeah, this is it. We're a final show. See you later, folks. Pack it up, boys. That's all, folks. Hey, 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 copyright. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. 
Are your ritual sacrifices and miscellaneous cult activities feeling just a little routine and drab? We've got just the thing to spice up your afterlife. Sense of Satan is a deluxe line of scented candles designed for your particular brand of evil. Want to add pizzazz to your dark shrine dedicated to an unknowable, uncaring deity? Light it up with musty old altar left to rot in the forgotten space between worlds. Need a breath of fresh air whilst casting a sanity-wrenching spell in some misbegotten black church? Tickle your nose with the spine-tingling odors from our specially formulated Portal to Hell. And we're sure you'll go completely mad when you try our other fragrant creations, including Blood of a Virgin, Toasted Babies, and <laughs> Sense of Satan. Look for it in the Beyond section of your local bed, bath, and beyond. And we're back. <laughs> Why is nobody else laughing? I thought that was great. That's a serious matter right there, Brian. This is life and death, Brian. Oh, did I misread that again? Just like the results from my doctor. Well, once in a blue moon, I awake in the dead of night, screaming out the name of that product and or service. I'm not sure what it means. I could never remember my dreams. But some evenings, just as I'm drifting off, I think I hear someone whispering in my ear, they are turning our atmosphere into their atmosphere. I feel like you've given that monologue like 35 times. Guys, he's becoming self-aware. He's realized he's in a loop. Close it down, boys. Initiate protocol 66. 69. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. That's funny. Now, dear investigators, we continue. Chapter 8, Trist. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. After concluding the examination of the three bodies in the basement of St. Mary's Church, our trio of investigators decides it's high time to split up in order to examine the locations where the bodies had been found. Jack and Sergeant Brother Howie Neal head to seashore, where they further question the harbor master about Brother Young John's demise. The old man, after being plied with a flask, explains he believes the lad fell overboard and drowned. Yet, he reluctantly relates the tale of having seen strange oceanic creatures in these waters once or twice, and intimates they might have also been involved. With some trepidation, Jack searches the dead boy's boat and makes several gruesome discoveries. Meanwhile, Roy shares a couple quick beers with postman brother Tony Roper at the Albatross Bar before they both traipse out to the Thatched House Museum. There, they search for clues to help explain Sister Ingrid Pitt's crispy demise and uncover some curiosities. Unfortunately, Roy is suddenly overcome with the rising tide of nausea. Rocky and Declan hike toward the northern cliffside cemetery with hopes of finding an explanation for Brother Maury Aubris' violent death. Indeed, they find the murder weapon, a broken piece of headstone from Ward Wood's grave, which appears to have been recently disturbed. It is currently approaching dusk on the island, the sun dipping on the western horizon, and Tuesday, October 3rd, nearly finished. 
birds flit overhead, heading toward their roosts, their dim shadows soon to be replaced by those of bats and other nocturnal aviators. Already, the cloudless blue sky is bruising toward a deeper violet, and pinpricks of starshine glimmer through with knowing winks that seem to threaten. See you soon. Jack, you're standing unsteadily on Brother Young John's fishing boat, staring down at the severed tentacle ensnared in the anchor line you've just hoisted from the depths. It is a bloated, puckery white appendage, about six or seven feet long. You shudder to think how big the previous owner might be. Octopus? Squid? Something else? Your mouth goes instantly dry as you gaze out at the wide expanse of ocean all around you. Roy, you have fallen to the earth, heart hammering at the inside of your ribs, pulse pounding in your temples, causing your eyes to water uncontrollably. A few feet away, etched on the exterior of the museum wall, is a capital D, evidently written with a black rock of some kind. A snippet of some childhood song surfaces from the depths of your brain, taunting. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies. Then you feel the strong grip of Brother Tony Roper on your arm as he kneels at your side. You feeling all right, Govna? he asks. You open your mouth to answer, and the contents of your stomach come spilling out onto the grass. I shouldn't have vaped. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do drugs, kids! Rocky. You and Declan walk away from the cemetery, side by side, silent. The wind continues to whistle forlornly at your back, and now it sounds like the sighing of stillborn babies, or the final exhalations of nursing home inhabitants. You grimace. What the hell made you think of that? You glance over at Declan, and he wears the same sour expression that's on your face. As you continue making your way back to the village of Edinburgh, you notice a gathering of young children dancing around what appears to be some sort of maypole in a playground just south of St. Mary's Church. So I'm on the boat. It's quite rocky. It's a bit unsteady. I'm holding the tentacle. Calamar is back on the menu, boys. So you've hoisted the anchor line and uh, you see the tentacle wrapped up in the rope. So you're not exactly holding the tentacle right now. Pull the anchor into the boat, unfurl the tentacle from the the anchor. Without touching the tentacle itself, I'm going to examine the end that was severed and see if it was a rough pull or a clean cut. It appears to be a rather clean cut. You can tell it was done with a knife of some sort. Undo the tentacle from the weight and put the anchor back in and slowly lower it down till it touches bottom. Nod to the harbor master. Who is keeping hold of the pole that is steadying the boat, but he's watching the proceedings with great interest and uh, maybe a bit of horror on his face. Keeping a grip, putting the tentacle over my shoulder, and reaching up for him to help me up uh, up onto the dock. And he does. You're able to leave the boat. You keep an eye on this boat and make sure it doesn't go anywhere. I'll get a bottle for you. Why, what, what sort of creature do you have there? That's what I'm going to find out. Start walking to the officer, to brother, officer, brother. Sergeant, brother, officer, sergeant, brother. How he kneel? I don't know. What are you going to ask him? He begins to jog toward you and, Oh, oi, what, what do you got there? Uh, looks to be a tentacle. And he stops short, eyes wide. We're going to need to get this uh, indoors as quick as possible. I want to keep it moist. Do you have any ointment? Where in God's name did you find that? It was wrapped around the anchor. Of? The. Oh, you mean Brother Young John's boat? 
Brother Young John's boat. Oh, hmm. well, that's odd. Mm-hmm. I found a couple other things as well. But let's go. We need to get this in and in, in keep it in. Uh, do you have a container or a large sink? Maybe I could I could put this in. Well, I suppose we could go to the uh, the burger joint. They might have a freezer you could put it in. I, I don't want to freeze it. I'd like to keep it uh, malleable. But what do you intend to do with it? I'm not sure yet. Uh, we could put it down with the bodies. I want to keep it moist, though. Do you have, uh, you have any towels that we can soak in water? Cover it with that? Oh, maybe like a tub? That's what I was thinking, like a bathtub or something. Oh, well, yeah, so we could, we could probably use uh, one of the rooms over at the Albatross Bar. Oh, yeah, that would be fantastic. All right, let's 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 go. All right, so, yeah, you head towards the Albatross Bar. Let's switch back to Roy, who has just finished puking up what appears to be a healthy stomach full of whatever you ate at the burger joint earlier, along with quite a lot of beer. Ugh, vomit. I was not so drunk here. And Bernie, brother, brother Tony Ro- Roper, is, he looks very concerned as he uh, got one hand on your back, sort of rubbing it as you're kneeling there, retching. Are you all right? You all right? Sir, sir, are you okay? I'll live. Roy, you do feel a little bit better from having dumped everything out, but your stomach is just cramping up. The pain is immense. Someone get that man some Pepto-Bismol. Hashtag sponsor us, Pepto-Bismol. You got a doctor here on this here island. Perhaps uh, Reverend uh, Brother Lee Summers could help. Uh, he's, he's over at the old church. I need to get there now. I could help you along. That'd be much obliged. You see, the thing was, I vaped one time and it destroyed my immune system. He had one whole marijuanas, and now he's going to dead. Let's trek out there. Um, It'll just take uh, about 15 minutes to get to the south of town. Well, by then I'll be dead, so... Shouldn't have vaped. Roy, why don't you go ahead and take a hit point? <gasps> he's giving you an extra hit point. He said take one. Wow, that's so <laughs> gracious of him. Oh, God. Hey, Tony Romo, that hurt so bad that I took as much damage as, like, the same as if I got shot by a grazed bullet. Oh, sorry, Governor. Did you eat something that didn't agree with you? I must have. I'm gonna blame the bar. His beer does uh, pack a punch. In the stomach, apparently. Right in the guts. Donkey punch, right in the, right in the stomach. Right in the old bread basket. <laughs> That's enough of that. <laughs> So Tony assists Roy in uh, hiking to the south to see the the old reverend. Let's switch back to Rocky. So you and Declan are uh, walking away from the cemetery, and you see a group of children playing just south of the church where the bodies are being kept. Seems like a really great place to have some kids playing. What does it look like they're doing? Like, are they, like, playing a game of some sort? Yeah, it sort of looks like they're marching around this particular maypole thing. And as you get closer, you can see that it looks like it's some sort of black rock careful thing might be hot i hear you can cook steaks on them hashtag sponsor us black rock bar and grill hashtag sponsor us new strain of crack (laughs) (laughs) that's the nice rock you got there man so they're just kind of does it look like they're talking to each other or are they just kind of they're kind of sing-songing can i hear what they're saying from where i'm at you can't quite make out it just seems sort of like you know nonsensical little kid stuff but in a sing-songy poetry kind of thing but nothing specific and they're they're sort of holding hands and winding the a ribbon around the pole and as you're watching them one of the little girls notices you and she goes hello sir would you like to join us Come play, come play. Oh, of course. I always have time for, for some fun and games. Um, What perchance are you doing exactly? We're playing. Yes, but 
what are you playing? Does this have like a name or do I need to know any rules? I, you know, I don't want to break any of the rules. No, there's no rules. Just hold my hand and we'll sing and dance. All right. And Declan, you stay back here. I don't want you to scare them too much. I so. Go up and I guess I'll join them in whatever it is they're doing. So the little girl holds out her hand and uh, basically disengages from her companion and hands you one of the ribbons and they are going counterclockwise around this totem in the middle where the ribbons are all tied towards the top and at a distance you mistook it for a simple maypole dance or even kind of a ritual type thing but it looks very innocent. The kids are all very happy. It's You get the impression that they probably do this every night before they have to run home for dinner. As you go around and round, the ribbon is folding with other ribbons and creating this scintillating rainbow color that's wrapping all around. Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden, please? Uh, I needed a 69 I rolled a 97. That is a very hard failure. And I am not going to, to try and fix that. Spend the luck. Spend 37 points of luck. <laughs> the ribbons slowly merge and conceal the, the pole in the middle as you get closer and closer. And as you spin round and round, you, you get a weird sense of deja vu. This game dredges up some sort of memory of your childhood. All those times my brother tied me to a pole and left me there. And you just feel as if you actually played this thing before. And as you do spin around and around and the rainbow sways before your eyes, it feels like time is slowing down. And each roundabout that you go counterclockwise, their singing becomes more and more languid and slow. And then it almost sounds like their words are garbled. And you look around and you see that you're no longer in the square just south of the church. Although you can see a dim shape as you go round and round that is probably Declan, but you can't see his features anymore. It's as if you're looking at him through a massive body of water. And indeed, when you look at the rest of these kids, they're no longer children. And you are no longer dancing around this maypole. You're sort of slogging on the bottom of the sea. Under the sea, under the sea. And the children have become bloated, pop-eyed monstrosities that are a cross between rotting human and some sort of aquatic creature. And I'm going to need you to make a sanity check, of course. What? Where'd this come from? Totally unexpected. <laughs> Did not see this coming. I feel like I've been blindsided. Uh, I needed a 70. I rolled a 22. And that is a hard success. As you see these creatures surrounding you, you realize that the hands holding your hands are webbed and talent-tipped. You yank your hands away from them, dropping the ribbon, and you are suddenly back in the town square. And you go to scream, and you cough up water out of your mouth. It is clearly fresh water, not seawater. There's no salt taste to it. And you retch as Declan comes rushing up to you, and the children all giggle and run away. We're children. <coughs> Sarah, Sarah, are you okay? I'm, I'm fine. Just... <coughs> Uh, just uh, a, a little something um, <clears throat> went down the wrong pipe. I'm perfectly fine. Uh, no no need to worry. All right, sir. Uh, uh, you were acting very weird, very strange. You were just standing there, and the kids were all just going around you. Strange. I might have a little bit of research to do once we find our way back to our base of operations. 
I sir, and where would that be? I haven't quite decided yet. As I feared, there might be a little more to this than we initially expected. I sir. They advised me as much coming in here, but I always loathe to take them for their word at face value. I sir. I as well. I I. The eyes have it. Shall I secure us rooms at the Albatross? Uh, yes, that would be lovely. I'm on it, sir. I want to make one quick stop back at the the morgue. So you head back to St. Mary's Church, and uh, we'll switch back to Jack real quick. Did I make it there yet? <laughs> you and uh, Sergeant Howie are headed to the Albatross Bar in order to secure a room so that you can use the bathtub to contain this uh, tentacle. There is one thing you notice as you burst into the door into the bar. A couple locals are at, sitting at the bar, and they look at you with mild curiosity, but more annoyance, and particularly with this tentacle around your shoulder. Brother uh, Kemper uh, says, What do you want? I need a room. Oh, you and the young lady, huh? And they saw a laugh. (laughs) 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 And he nods at the tentacle over your shoulder. Would you like the honeymoon suite? I'll take whatever room has a bathtub. It's ten a night. Includes free coffee and cake donuts. We have an internet cafe, too. It's a dollar every 15 minutes. I give them ten of whatever they need. And then I put my hand out. Key. Give me the key. He slaps the key in your hand. I slap him in the face with a tentacle and go up into the room. I challenge you to a tentacle duel, sir. (laughs) And the Albatross Bar is a very simple affair. It is actually a single story. But it's kind of like an old warehouse that's been converted into uh, rooms with a bar up front. Very small bar. The rooms themselves are very neat and almost like military style. No conveniences whatsoever. No coffee pot in the room. Nothing like that. And the bed looks extremely uncomfortable and lumpy and the room itself is pretty small the walls are pretty thin you guys gonna want to put me in the back room where you can hear everything yeah so i'm gonna go in um i'm hoping there's a tub and not just a shower that's correct so i'm going to uh plug up the tub run a little bit of water in it just a couple inches and uh put the tentacle in and then i'm also going to wet look for a towel if there's no towel i'll grab a sheet or a blanket And wet that and put it over top of it. It's starting to smell slightly. You mean stink? It doesn't have a nose. I love the smell of tentacle in the morning. Just a little fishy is all. I'm going to go into my bag and pull out my Jakar Noir and just spray it around the room a little bit. Jakar Noir. Hashtag not sponsored. Let me where our sponsor was Drakkar. Count Drakkar. <laughs> Get the French smell. Eau de toilette. I'm going to go back out into the bar and look at, and scan the bar to see who's in there. Just appears to be like two locals sitting at the bar along with the uh, the owner, sort of chatting them up in low tones. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go up to the two locals. You boys for hire. I need someone to watch this room for me. I'll give you ten each. And uh, they they sort of. Look at you, and then look back at uh, Brother Kemper, and he's like, uh, I can do it. It's safe with me. You get half now, half when I come back. Nobody goes in, nothing comes out. No worries. Would you like a brown ale? No, I gotta I gotta meet up with my uh, my friends. But I make it myself. Yeah, uh, maybe when I come back. Ah, all right. Good night, Sal. Morning. Love you. Love you, too. Head out in front of the bar and talk with uh, Brother Sergeant Howie Neal. Right, and he's just been sort of lounging outside. So, I, I've had a question since we got here. Oh, you also? So, Howie Neal, one knee or two? Your puns are bad and you should feel bad. Dad Joe. Make make it, wait, make it sit there for a couple seconds. Don't <laughs> <Yeah>. say anything. 
I'm going to ask him if he if he has a, a bead on where everybody may be. Uh, well, I don't know where they are, but uh, oh, here comes one now. It's uh, Mr. Declan. Indeed, you see Declan striding from the direction of the church. Evening, sir. Mr. Whiteside. Uh, do you uh, know where everybody else is? I know where Rocky is. Mr. Royal. Where, where's Rocky at? Well, he's just around the corner. Is he coming here? Eventually. I think uh, he might have headed back to the church. I'm to secure rooms for uh, the rest of us. That would be great. I have a room currently. I found something, and it is in the room currently. Well, what do you mean, something? Her name is Melissa. I give him my key. I'm going to run over the church. You can check it out if you'd like. I'll be back shortly. I said, I'll, I'll take a peek. So you head to back towards uh, St. Mary's Church. I'm going to call it right now. Declan's going to die. Poor Declan. Well, eventually we all are. Uh, Roy and postman Tony Roper. It appears to be just a really old school Catholic church, but was probably replaced by the uh, the other one. Uh, that's closer to town. This is sort of in the outskirts of town where you can tell that the buildings are all sort of run down a bit more. So Tony is ushering you up the steps and you can see it's got stained glass windows, but some of them are chipped. And as you lean on Tony Roper and he helps you attain the, the front stoop up the stairs, the wooden door swings wide open and there's a really old priest. He has uh, bright eyes. He's got a, a very jovial looking smile. He's looking at you sort of squinting with uh, curiosity and what brings you strangers oh father i got a bad i got a bad oh, my son and what might you have so badly i got lumbago oh lumbago's the worst come inside come inside and he ushers you and uh, tony roper inside again this is a, a church that uh, once upon a time was magnificent you probably peg it around probably when the island was founded so probably in the 1920s for some reason it is just fallen into disrepair so the pews are have like a bit of mold creeping up on them and uh, there's spider webs and cobwebs but that's not terribly surprising because this guy looks pretty dang old and he probably can't see as well as he used to so he ushers you in and, and has you sit on one of the pews then he tells uh, tony roper to go grab some water from the uh, kitchen in the back and uh he's sort of leaning on the pew in front of you watching you intently you've got sweat glistening on your brow and your stomach is just in roiling pain did a spot of lunch not agree with you i'm thinking that must have been what it is brother father and what might you have you have eaten I had some of that, uh, frickin' Condor dude's brown ale. <laughs> he a fool. He barely knows how to brew. I know that now. And now you're paying the price. Can you do anything for me? You'll feel better in the morning, don't you worry. So what brings you to the island? I'm properly introduced. I'm Nevin Marquart. Mr. Marquart. I am Reverend Brother Lee Summers. I'm, uh, I'm just coming here because I heard that this is one of the finest churches in the planet, and I'm a very Catholic man, and I'd like to see them all. Well, clearly, take a look around. I don't get along as much as I used to. I think we can both agree this is magnificent. I'll try and struggle to stand up. Oh, no, no, sit till Tony gets back. Just take in the magnificence of this room itself. I'll lay down and just stare at the ceiling. And you can see that it once had etchings and paintings, but they've all sort of flaked away over the course of time. He hobbles around the pews and comes over to your side and lays down and puts his head next to yours, looking straight up as you are. Tell me what you see, Nevin. I'm seeing that you must have had a real Mikey D'Angelo come in here and, and paint all that up. 
though time has not been kind. Yes, uh, once upon a time the church had more sway, particularly in the artistic venues. I'm not sure what happened to the artist. I think he's probably buried in the cemetery somewhere. Who's he? Mikey D'Angelo. Yes, that was it exactly. That guy's a good painter. I gotta say, top five for sure. He was once upon a time. So, uh, you get a lot of Catholics on this here island? Ah, fair share. They seem to prefer the other church now. I guess less of a walk. Which one might that be? Oh, the other uh, St. Mary's Church had replaced this one. This one has been, shall we say, decommissioned, and I'm only biding my time until the good Lord takes me. Ah, I see. That's how it goes. You hate to see it, I ain't gonna lie. Anywhere, where's, uh, where's Tony Romo? He's been gone, like, a couple seconds. I'm pretty worried about him. <laughs> and sure enough, you can hear uh, Tony hustling up the uh, aisle with a sloshing glass of water, and he hands it to you. And I'll, uh, slam it just to prove that I'm better. Aha, it's brown beer. Joke's on you, sir. It feels a little bit better uh, just having drunk it, and the reverend has uh, sat up in the pew watching you drink very intently. Is that better, my son? You heard the narrator. It's it's a little bit better. Good, I'm glad to hear it. Well, I, I think you'll be right as rain in the morning. Uh, feel free to stop by anytime you like if you crave a bit of worship. Yeah, yeah, I can go for that. I gotta ask you before I go. Absolutely. Uh, what do you know about Mrs. Pitt? Wasn't she the lovely young lady who came in uh, about almost a year ago? What did she come in for? I think she was doing some sort of research project. I'm not exactly sure. My mind is not uh, as sharp as it once was. she ever come around here? Oh, uh, no, I, I haven't seen her, no. All right, well, unfortunately, she'd be dead. My lord, what happened? I don't know. She got, like, drowned and like, set herself on fire to dry off, and now she's dead. Well, those are conflicting things. <laughs> I'm dead. I must dry off. It's quite the mystery. Yeah, I'm, 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 really, I'm really curious about it. I'm not going to lie. Yes, that, that is a head-scratcher, as we like to say. All right, if you don't mind, I'm going to look around this church a little more. Oh, by all means, what, what may I show you? Um... <laughs> Show me that puts a wrench in things. Um, Show me the money. It's not money. I live here alone, and it's uh, not a big church. Is there a is there a cellar? There once was, but the volcano when it erupted in the sixties, it filled in all of the subterranean chambers. Mm, that's a shame. Yes, I think that's part of the reason they built the new church. Yeah. All right, then. I'll take your advice and I'll go back and lay down. All right. Feel free to stay as long as you like. I'm just going to have a bit of tea and uh, turn in. It's uh, getting late now. Yeah, I might stop back in. You're pretty weird, but you helped me out, so... Well, I like you too, young man, and feel free to stop on by any time you like. All right, thanks, father, brother. Uncle, mother. Please, call, call me Summers. All right, I'm sure I'll remember that. You do like summers don't you i do like summers but i like winters better i'm not very preferential to winters because these old bones okay <laughs> i better get going now pleasant dreams i hope you're feeling better in the morning i'm i'm, I'm feeling better already <laughs> say hi to mikey d for me i gotta i gotta head back oh i think in due time we'll all be saying hi to him Probably you sooner than me, man. Well, have a good evening, Mr. Royal. You too. Enjoy the uh, church stuff. 
And he uh, closes the door and leaves you and Tony Roper on the front step. Is he always like that, Tony? He's always struck me as odd. Well, I've got to uh, head home to the missus. She's got my dinner. Guess I'll head back to my non-screen door inn. Or are you staying at the Albatross? I guess I must be, since there isn't anywhere else I can stay. Be careful and lay off the booze. Yeah, I'm not going to fall for that one again. All right, well, you have a pleasant evening. All right, you too. See you, Romo. And uh, he strikes off in a different direction. And I'll head back to the Albatross. And Rocky, you are entering St. Mary's Church. It is very quiet, very dark now. I'm going to head through the church and down into the, the basement where they're keeping the bodies. The church seems very eerie. You kind of thought maybe you would see Father Brother John Sharp as you sneak through the pews on your way towards the basement steps. Uh, you kind of catch a little bit of starshine gleaming in through the windows. Every time you do, it reminds you quite a lot of the glaucoma in his right eye. So you're constantly like walking a few feet and you think you see him and you look and there's just like a reflection through the light and you walk a few more feet and he's to your left. By the time you reach the basement steps, you're feeling a little nervous. I'm going to pull out my phone, uh, use it as a flashlight just for safety, and I'm going to head down the steps. And the bodies are missing. They're no longer on the slabs. Oh, Jesus Christ. You rang. Instantly struck down by lightning. Um, And I'm going to quick step back up the stairs and out towards the exit of the church. Just for a moment as you're nearing the door at the top of the steps, it creaks slightly. And you think you see the shadow on the other side of the door. But as you attain the first floor and look around the door, there's nobody standing there. And as you exit the church, as you walk along the pews, the starshine that is glimmering through the windows is sort of winking out behind you as you pass. So it becomes darker and darker behind you until you reach the front door and out into the fresh air. That's not creepy at all. And in the distance, you can hear... Ring around the rose. And you make your way to the Albatross Bar at exactly the same time as Roy is at the front door. I don't quite know how to say this, but the bodies are gone. Probably got cremated, idiot. Are they really that stupid? We're in the middle of an active investigation, and they're going to go ahead and cremate our evidence? All right, I get it. You don't work in the real world a lot. You're you're busy behind your screen stalking me, but most of the time, what I've found is people don't want us to do our investigations. Right. Do you happen to know where that, um... Police fellow, well, what was his name? Neil, I believe it was. Do, do, do you know where he is? Yeah, he's at the church. I last saw him there. He said he was going to be in the father brother's bedroom and that you should come in and say hi to him. Take a long moment to stare at him, and I'm going to walk inside. And I'll wait like three minutes so I don't have to interact <laughs> with him, then I'll go inside too. Standing right behind the door waiting for him to walk in so he has to interact with me again. Hello, Roy. <laughs> I'll just start vaping, that way no one can stop me. Remember what happened last time you vaped? No. Nothing happened. It was the lumbago. I'm fine. So Declan is at the bar chatting up the owner and actually drinking one of the homemade brown ales. And uh, he looks over and, and uh, gives you like a slight cheers with his mug as he sees the two Arroyos come in, staggered, three minutes apart. Exactly three minutes to the second. I sir. Declan, you wouldn't happen to know where, um, what was this, uh, Sergeant Neal went Perhaps home, it seems to be dinner time around here. Would you like an ale? Uh, it's not too bad. No, 
I'm in the middle of an investigation. The last thing I need is something that's going to cloud my mind. And from across the room, I'll yell, Wuss! Wuss! And then I will walk up and grab an ale and slam oh. it. Oh my god. And then I'll slam him with my fist. Do it! You can't fist your brother. Oh. <laughs> There's rules. There's laws. I mean, we got a tentacle in the bathroom, so... You don't know that. Stop metagaming, bro. <laughs> So Declan looks at uh, Rocky and questioningly and says, uh, looks at his mug of beer and says, uh, well, do you mind if I do? I go right ahead. All right. Thank you, sir. There is something in uh, Mr. Whiteside's room that you should take a look at. And he dangles keys in front of you. Uh, do you happen to know where Mr. Whiteside went by chance? I think he said he was headed to the church. I thought he was going to meet you. Did you not see him? No, I did not. I just stopped by quickly to take another glance at the bodies, and then things happened that I'd rather not say in public. Oh, I understood, sir. I'm going to take the key from him, and I'm going to head over to Jack's room to see what he found. After Rocky departs the main pub room, Declan uh, beckons Roy over. What's up, Scotch? Ah, you're another one who can drink, eh? Not like your brother. You know I can. Shall we have a bit of a contest? Yes. Yes, we shall. All right, let's do it. Barkeep, two ales, please. And he puts uh, two fresh ales. Then Declan looks at you, grabs his mug, and says, On three, sir? Aye. One, two, three. And he chugs. Roll for chugging. And so do I. Constitution roll. Let's do it, baby. Declan needed a below a 60, and he rolled a 71. Roy needed a 50, and he rolled a 62. So both of them failed. They puke back into their mugs, and the old guy at the other end of the bar says, yep, that's about as far as I got, too. But it would appear that Roy failed worse, right? He failed by 12. Declan failed by 11. They both chugged it. No problem. But Declan simply won. Yeah, he didn't spill as much. Right. That's a good point. They both tip back their mugs, and Declan finishes his and slams it down. Roy finishes his and falls backwards onto the ground, passed out. And then Declan starts laughing. Meanwhile, Rocky, you go to Jack's room and open the door, and you notice the distinct stench of Drakkar Noir with an undercurrent of seafood? And, of course, your nose leads you to the bathroom where you can see there is something in the tub. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) He puts on some berry white. It's covered by a uh, towel. Pull the towel back to get a better look, see whatever's in the tub. You pull the wet, soggy towel back. Underneath is a monstrous tentacle. Hey, baby. (laughs) So, Jack, you walked the short distance to St. Mary's Church from the Albatross Bar, and you notice that the front door is open. Pull out my flashlight and step in and... Rocky, you in here? And you don't hear any response, but you think you hear a shuffling towards the back of the church. Shine the light towards the sound, unholster my 9mm, and with the flashlight... In hand, 9mm pointed out, I'm going to walk towards the sound. I have a weapon. It is drawn. Please announce yourself now. And you creep along the uh, aisle, past pew after pew after pew. Pew, pew, pew. 
pew, pew, pew. You reach the uh, pulpit where you can sort of look down the hallway and you can see that the basement door is closed tightly. But there does seem to be a faint source of light coming back from the priest quarters. I'm going to walk down to the priest quarters and uh, knock on the door. And uh, you hear a shuffle and what sounds like a cough. Father, are you in there? There's no response. Um, I'm going to knock a little bit harder. Father Sharp, it's Jack Whiteside. Give me a listen roll. I need a 65, I got a 90. Spend the luck. Yep, there's absolutely no response. You think you hear a creak of something behind you. Spin towards the sound and drop to one knee, aiming the gun and the flashlight. Oh, I thought you were going to start T-bowing. The basement door is now open a crack. Well, I don't do drugs, so I'm just going to leave. But they got some of that really nifty black rock. I'm going to stand back up reach while keeping my flashlight towards the uh, basement door reach for the handle of the room with the light coming out and see if i could if it's unlocked if it is i'm going to slowly open it it does appear to be unlocked open the door up it creaks open very slowly and you see the priest quarters essentially just a small bedroom with a basin sink there is a bathroom uh, off to the side and a closet it looks like the bed is made the bedside light is on looks like there's a book with a pair of reading glasses on sitting on top of it so nobody's in here nope all right i'm gonna reach in my pocket and grab a quarter and bounce it on the bed make sure it is a well-made bed ow my eye the quarter bounced straight in my eye From my past experiences, I know not to be alone in situations like this. So I'm going to back out, leaving the door open so some of the light spills into the hallway. And slowly back down the hallway, keeping an eye on the basement door, and work my way back up through the pews and out the front. And as you pass the uh, basement door, it swings open. I run. Identify yourself. And I shine the flashlight at the door. And the door swings wide, and standing on the steps is Rocky Arroyo. Roy, you awaken with a terrible taste in your mouth. It tastes like... Teen spirit? Stomach acid mixed with kelp. <laughs> it's noir. That's why I don't vape, kids. And as you smack your lips trying to understand where you're at... Your eyesight slowly transitions so that you can see that you're in some sort of simple military-style room. Suddenly, your mind is swirling. The room itself is turning and turning as you lay upon this bed. It feels as though you're on some strange record player. (laughs) Joke's on you. I roofied the beer before you could drink it. A red mist descends on you, and you feel somebody has to pay. Who has a credit card? And you pat your body down and find your gun. <gasps> and you sit up in bed. Everything appears to be cloaked in a red mist. And you can hear voices outside. You can hear Declan and what sounds like some of the local townsfolk, as well as the barkeep who probably poisoned you on purpose. And he's the man that you're going to shoot in the face. I think that's where we're calling. No, I want him to shoot him in the face. <laughs> hey, Roy, roll for shooting. What's your uh, handgun at there, uh, Roy? 25. Please say 25. Yes. <laughs> Yay. He has a one in four yep. chance of him. Yeah, but that means that they're going to gun me down in well, self-defense. Well, it happens. <laughs> Tune in next time for Chapter 8, Trist. Investigators, what are your thoughts about the investigation so far? Do you have any theories about what's going on? We're going to have to pack up and leave after Roy murders I'm the guard. I'm not dog. ready to die. I think the entire island's a cult. That's not 
news. Oh. It's fake news. I mean, they call each other brother and sister, so there's something weird going on. But I think it's more than that. I think they're uh, they're punishing people that don't uh, fall in line. I think just like that one M. Night Shyamalan movie, there's something in the water. The spamming? There are cans of unidentifiable <laughs> meat in the water. Well, those are awesome theories, guys, and I really appreciate you sharing those. Now it's time for some recommendos, so please roll some D-hundreds. Wow, Gabe rolled a two. And I didn't even fudge it. So it looks like it's going to be me first, then Brian, then Matt, then Gabe. So I will start us off with my recommendo for this episode. It is the board game Gloomhaven. So this game I've had my eye on for quite some time because it has been lauded ever since its Kickstarter, I believe, back in 2017, maybe. So this Kickstarter basically went through the roof and uh, sold out very shortly, and then the designer, creator, did a second printing, and thankfully I got some sort of notification from Amazon that uh, they were running a sale. It is 22 pounds of cardboard and game pieces. It has no dice to it, even though it is more or less an RPG war game. No dice whatsoever. It's all card-based, which is pretty amazing. And essentially, you put together a party of adventures. It can be played solo or up to four characters at a time. This party essentially goes on adventures throughout the land surrounding the town, the city of Gloomhaven. It has a very unique card managing system of combat and movement. Each of the scenarios is very finely tuned so that you're fighting monsters and gathering treasure, but you got to be very, very careful about what cards you play because each each turn you lose a card it gets pretty hairy to actually do that and uh, not fail the mission my wife and i started this saturday and we did i think three maybe four scenarios i think we did three in one night and then one in another night and got our characters up to level two not only is it a wargaming board game but also a campaign setting so your characters have names they belong to a particular party and they have a reputation within the city there's a an underlying story underneath of the scenarios too that connect them and it's basically like playing dungeons and dragons but in a board game format each scenario each session lasts about two to three hours depending and it's just a ton of fun highly recommend please pick up gloomhaven if you can get it sweet so let's roll on to Brian. I'm going to recommend a Netflix uh, anthology series called Love, Death, and Robots. It's an anthology of animated shorts between probably 12, 10, 12 minutes up to 17 to 20 minutes each episode. Some very adult-themed, so it's got some great horror uh, sci-fi it's a little mixture of everything each one's a little bit different um they don't obviously tie it together except for being animated tons of different styles of animation some stuff i've never seen before like there's i think it i believe they did it with uh, motion capture and then did similar to um scanner darkly similar to that but uh more animated so it almost looked like cell shading but it it wasn't cell shading. Check out Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. We'll check that out, and let's move on to Matthew. I have uh, another extremely excellent early access title for people this week. If Jeremy's loving description of the, the albatross there inspired you in any way, uh, go ahead and head to Steam and pick up a game called Epic Tavern. Epic Tavern is basically like a hybrid fantasy management RPG where you, you know, come to this this land and you start your own your own tavern, and it's up to you to to run it to you know stock it with food and drinks for all the patrons and to continually make it nicer to attract 
attract more people because the people that you attract are actually heroes. Along with running your bar, you have to recruit and manage your heroes. And then at the end of the day, you you send them off on their own little wacky adventures. And um, all your heroes have different stats and are better at different things and it's almost like a like a like a mini game of D&D where every time you come to an encounter you roll dice and depending on that roll it can change what what happens during the mission so you use these not only do you use the missions to tell stories but you can use it to unlock new you know new rooms for your taverns or new kinds of alcohol to serve new kinds of food and as you go it's managing these adventurers to make them better and better while trying to keep up with the tavern and making that better so you can attract you know more skilled heroes and it's a a really cool uh, back and forth between managing these people and discovering all these really cool stories out in the world. It's called Epic Tavern, and it is an early access on Steam right now for twenty four ninety nine. And finally, Gabe. I'm going to recommend a fellow podcast. Anybody that knows the wrestling scene probably has a pretty good idea of how deep good the wrestling podcast scene is. I'm going to recommend one of my favorite wrestlers' podcasts. is called Talk is Jericho, hosted by Chris Jericho, who is one of the best personalities in wrestling history. He's just so charismatic and so funny. And that transitions well into the podcasting world, where he has a pretty good range of people. My favorite ones are when he has the wrestlers on, because you get a lot of good road stories, which is some of the best stuff you can hear from them because they're always on the road and they're always trying to mess with each other. So those are always hilarious. But you'll also have a lot of rock stars, some actors, stuff like that will be on it. A lot of the times with podcasts, I kind of find it as a chore to listen to, especially with interview podcasts. And I've never once felt that with him. It's always fun. You're always laughing. And it's a good time. So that's a talk is Jericho. All right. Well, thank you guys. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you all for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody has any leads on that missing brain, I'd like to announce that I'm bumping the reward up to six dollars. That's right, six whole dollars. And uh, you can get in contact with me on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if anybody wants to uh, get in the way of my rage fit, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And if you change that to twelve half dollars, I'm in. You can find me at Brian Podcasts. Until next time, roll four bouts of madness. There's a next time? The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Are we going to clap? Yep. Okay. Now we're going to get the clap. On three. One, two, three. Slow. Brian.
God damn it. Because it's not on three. It's one, two, three, go. If it was on three, it'd be one, two, three. You didn't say three. That doesn't make any sense. I I basically (laughs) said the numbers. I got got (laughs) the gist of it. That's for us. (laughs) I can numbers, too. And, uh, Gaby, you got uh, some days better than others? Almost always Wednesdays, but I can't say 100,000%. What about just 100%? (laughs) I'm looking for the colonel. Colonel Sanders. That's I know that guy. He's my buddy. I tell you, he did. You think he's dead? I just saw him dancing with Mrs. Butterfield, so... Poor Mr. Butterfield. Nobody ever appreciates him. They're divorced. <laughs> Welcome to the Matt and Gabe tapes. We got rid of the other two losers. So, Gabe, what are we doing tonight? It's an infinitely better show now. Oh, God, yes. Just so you know. Yep, this this is now, like, the best podcast in existence. They were holding us back. Oh, totally. We were, like, we were gonna, like, rock it off, you know? First first episode of this was just you and me, boom, one million subscribers. Instantaneously. I they, know, right? they just felt it, and they There was a disturbance in the subscribed. podcast force, and that disturbance was us. All their iPhones just automatically started bringing it to them, because yeah. they're a good company. Like uh, like that uh, the, that U2 album that everybody appreciated so much. Yeah, that I know We're going to come single... preloaded on every single iPhone ever. I don't. I literally never met somebody that listened to that album <laughs> in my life. Uh, so that's how you know it's successful. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. It's the best album that no one has ever listened to. Hey, they're, I think, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so you can't say it didn't work. Uh, yeah, you have a point. And I think it's they only got in based off the merit of that album. Probably. Because they certainly oh, didn't deserve it for the rest of their career. Because it was preloaded. It doesn't count. They certainly didn't re- deserve it for the rest of their career. So <laughs> You didn't deserve it. No matter how hot he tries to be number one, oh, he'll look always at, be look at Look at how many subscribers two. we just lost, man. Oh, god damn. We just lost like all of our subscribers now that these two losers are back. Why do... Birds suddenly, suddenly appear <laughs> when you're near. Only as long as Matthew Brock's there. Mm-hmm. Godzilla! That's a lot of fish. Whoa, bro. There goes Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla. Zilla. 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 Why the hell does no one want to get into a drinking contest with me? I've tried to start <laughs> it like five times. Well, you puked everywhere, so... <laughs> no one else knows that. Stop metagaming, bro. I wanted to prove that he's a coward. You did it. Good job. No, I achieved my goal. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Making me the victor. <laughs>